Welcome to another episode of Small Town Big Takes. We are on currently episode 42, Game Changers versus Game Managers. Now we're going to go into a little bit of a conversation about who are game managers, who are game changers in the NFL, but let's first recap on week 16 in the NFL. And of course, I don't think Small Town Big Takes misses, man. I don't, Joe. No, I mean, coming off one of our best weeks, every game we talked about, we correctly predicted with the spread, except for the Bengals going into Pittsburgh and whooping them up. Mason Rudolph had a little legacy game to keep the Steelers season alive. It was a classic Mike Tomlin game. So shout out the Steelers in a uh, do or die. They got it done. But the big three locks, the mutual small town big takes lock, Ravens money line at plus 250 hit, Ravens blow out the 49ers. We'll get into that in a little bit. And then, Chase's lock of the Dolphins over the Cowboys, that one hit too. Um, Dolphins handle their business at home. And then the Lions, of course, win and cover. We had the cover in there. They win and cover versus Minnesota. T-shirt game. The Lions win the division for the first time in 30 years. But yeah, all three small-town big takes locks hit. We're looking to repeat this week. That is the standard. The standard is the standard. The standard is the standard. We got some great picks for you this week. A couple big games to talk about. But Chase... I think the first thing that needs to be discussed is the game manager, Brock Purdy. Four interceptions, best defense he's faced all year. Kyle Hamilton, let him know. Like we predicted, that Ravens deep linebackers flying around. Patrick Queen, big game. It's like we said, and I think... Marlon Humphrey locking up Samuel a little bit. Yeah, and Joe and I talked about this last week. Is Brock Purdy hasn't faced a linebacker group like Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith all year. He hasn't faced a secondary like the Ravens all year where there's just playmakers all over the field and just physical guys who which don't like the 49ers. They're physical and they don't like the 49ers, so that mix and match is terrible. I mean, Marlon Humphrey publicly said, I don't like anyone on that team. Like Before the game. Before the game. No one let likes them know. Him. And they felt like they're always disrespectful. They always think their head's high. And he let them know. Pick. Kyle Hamilton, two picks. Yep. Um, four, five picks all around. Yep. Four on Purdy. I mean, I just think this shows. I think it truly shows who he is, and I think we saw a little bit of that against Minnesota, went back to back game winning drives, potentially back to back picks, same player um, on Minnesota, and it's like the question: Is he a game changer, a game manager? And what Cam Newton talks about is that he's a game manager, and you can tell. Because as soon as Brock Purdy gets benched for Sam Darnold, it still looks like the same system. It still looks like the offensive scheme flows. So it doesn't matter who's the quarterback of the 49ers. And I mean, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Yeah. We've you know seen- he has, Brock Purdy has like almost identical stats to Jimmy G. Doesn't surprise year. me. Here, let me bring up that. And will you do that? Yeah, that's the year they went to the Super Bowl. And then the other thing is here, I got a couple knocks about the 49ers now. Is I'm going to get into it here, rip them a little bit. Purdy going into this game was minus 200 to win the MVP. He falls all the way to plus 1,400. He sold his MVP. He's not winning it. And Micah Parsons tweets out during the game, Kyle Shanahan basically is really showing us how much trust he has in Brock Purdy because when you're down 21, Still plenty of time left in the game. It's not like there was five minutes left in the game was over. You're down 21. You know, the second half is still young. 
and you're still throwing check down, still trying to dink and dump over the middle. And that shows the head coach does not trust his quarterback. You're down 21. Take some shots down the field. Let it rip. You got these stud receivers. You know, the Ravens were still pressing you, still blitzing, and you're still dinking and dumping. And Chase, this there was one play. <clears throat> For anybody watching, you might remember this one. Brock put the pocket kind of collapses on Purdy. He runs out a little bit. His head's down. He's not looking up at the field for one. But then as he's getting sacked, he literally throws the ball up in the air over his head. And Christian McCaffrey jumps up and gets it and takes it for like seven yards. And I'm like, this is the Niners season in a nutshell. Yep. No, it is. Like, he just gets bailed out every time. And now I'm going to read you similar stat lines. Jimmy Garoppolo in 2019. 4,400 yards. 29 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Wow, he had 4,400 yards? That's crazy. In a 17-week season. Yeah. This is before 18 weeks. Brock Purdy threw 16 weeks, 4,050 yards, 29 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. You know what I want to see if you can? Can you pull up their yards per attempt for both of them? Yards per attempt. Actually, that might not show it justice because yards per attempt, that'll still factor in the yak. Mm-hmm. So I, I, what I really need to see is average distance thrown, like per pass. But I don't know. That might take too long to find that stat. But yeah, but it's just, it's funny because he's still, it's still like so similar, and no one talked about Jimmy Garoppolo like that. Yep. When, to win an MVP and no Chase, you know what else? No, I don't know how this is flying so under the radar. Trent Williams has an MRI on his... They're waiting to hear results back. He just got an MRI on his groin. There's a chance he could be done for the season. I mean, I, I don't care what happens to Trent Williams. I'm not a fan of him. He thinks he's all tough. And when he threw Kenneth... When he, when he Batista-bombed Kenneth Gamewell when he was losing the NFC Championship, and I lost respect for him. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I have no respect for him anymore. He thinks he's a thug. Him and Debo walking out to Kodak Black, they just think they're... With the boombox and the, the ski masks. They just think they're all that, and it's like... You still haven't proved anything yet in the NFL. I mean, I don't understand. Well, th- them as individuals, yeah, yeah, sure. But as a team, no, you haven't won anything. You got collectively you have zero rings. Yeah, and right on track. I don't think Debo's a Hall of Famer at all. On track right now. Yeah, he's going to need to do it for many more years, which I don't see happening because he r- runs the ball so much. He takes runs a lot the ball of and he gets injured. Yeah, I'm a person. I think Debo's a great player. I just his his swag's a little too high for me. Yeah, that's I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. I just think if he humbles himself a little more, then it's fine. Like you can be you can be arrogant on the field and stuff like that, but as soon as like media and off the field stuff, I feel like oh, just take a step back. You know, like everyone knows you're great. You don't have to. I don't know. Show it. As no, much as I completely do. agree. But tip your cap to Lamar Jackson and the Ray. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, yeah, Zay Flowers having a good year. He's 800 total yards. He's got like 50 rushing, 750 receiving, and five touchdowns, one rushing, four receiving. So he's having a good year, but he's their leading receiver right now. OBJ, you know, he's got a little something left in the tank, but then it really gets thin. You got Bateman underperforming for a first round pick, Devin Duvernay. You know, we've talked about these guys still, yeah. no Mark Andrews. So Lamar's getting it done. Keaton Mitchell down for the year. He's limited to just Gus Edwards and OBJ Justice looks Hill. good now. He does, yeah. He ju- I think he just needed to warm up back into the season again. He had two torn ACLs in the matter of. But compared to like the receivers, you know, there's ten stud wide receiver duos in the league. We could name up. I mean, yeah, yeah. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Waddle, Tyreek, Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, Ayuk, all those guys. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, Addison. 
and he doesn't have one receiver as good as all these teams, too. So for him to be going out there doing that, he has 19 passing touchdowns, five rushing. He doesn't have the total touchdowns that he had in 2019 when he won the MVP. Lamar is now the favorite at minus 215, odds on favorite. Personally, I think the award should go to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, I just think from a standpoint of who's more valuable to their team, they're both very valuable. And you take Christian McCaffrey out of the 49ers offense, they're still going to be good, but they're not going to be remotely close to where they are now. You take Lamar out of the Ravens, of course. You know, they're not. He is the offense. He is their offense. But then you look at his total touchdowns and everything. He doesn't get a lot of touchdowns this season. Then you're then you think about it like realistically, like if you put Tyler Huntley in there, he might just have a little less touchdowns. He's still going to get you touchdowns. Um, but Lamar, don't get me wrong, Lamar's great. He's a former MVP. He's a great quarterback. I just, for a quarterback to win it, I need to see more total touchdowns. Like you said, I need to see like forty plus touchdowns yep. total. Like that because made, McCaffrey almost has as many touchdowns as a running back. McCaffrey has twenty one touchdowns this season. Yeah, like that's sick to me. Like, that, and he's blocking. He, he hasn't missed a game, which is great. Yeah, you know? to me, like that that should win MVP when you have twenty one to Lamar's twenty six. Agreed. And Chase, the other thing that's crazy now is the Panthers. They, they they make horrible trades. I mean, their trade for to get the first pick and take Bryce Young was panned out to be terrible. But then when they traded McCaffrey, they only got back a second, third, fourth, and fifth. They didn't even get a first for him. And McCaffrey hasn't missed a game for the Niners now, which is crazy for a guy who at the time, yeah, he didn't. Other than 2019, he missed time in every single season, but now he hasn't been hurt, and now it looks like a great trade for the Niners. So he's been playing amazing. Yeah, I'm now. surprised he just went for a second. Second, third, fourth, and fifth. Couldn't get I mean, a first there. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You you could easily just said, "I'll take a first and a fourth for him." Yeah, get rid of the third and fifth. Yep, I think they would have done first and third even. Yeah. Like McCaffrey, he's having the best running back season hands down since 2019. Henry going for 2,000. Yeah. So I realistically, and I knew from the start, I was like, the 49ers just fleeced the Carolina Panthers, like. They have a generational talent at running back. Now you look at the Panthers, and it's like you're paying Miles Sanders all this money. He doesn't even he gets two attempts a game now. He's done. Jesus, that was a great Howie move. You know, I'm not happy with bringing Bradbury back on the three year deal, but I'm thankful that we didn't bring Sanders back. I know. I mean, why why would you pay? Why would you go out and pay Sanders when you just had McCaffrey last year? To me, that doesn't make sense as a management. No, and you're going younger. And then you get an older running back. Like, imagine McCaffrey in that offense. Would help Bryce Young out a it lot. would help Bryce Young out, I think, by a thousand. I don't – I think they're second in, second or third in the division. With McCaffrey? Yeah. yeah. Because they could put him out in the slot. He could help with – Look at look at how Atlanta plays. They don't have a good quarterback, but no. they win games because they're running backs. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it was a terrible. And then you got yeah, change the pace up with Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, Could really... I just think it was a terrible move. It was from the start. And moving off DJ Moore too. I mean, that guy. You know, he had a, what was the uh, the backup Fields' backup name? The Division Two guy with all the tattoos. Oh, uh, why do I forget? Yeah, I'm blanking on his name, but, but DJ has... Moore was putting up hundred yard games yeah. with that guy. Like, we'll never hear that guy's name again. He has, like, five or six consecutive thousand-yard seasons. DJ Moore's a stud. He's a stud, and it's been with Baker Mayfield. Andy Sam Darnold, Darnold. P.J. Walker. Yeah. Like, some of the worst quarterbacks. And you're like, how is he 
still getting a thousand yard because he is a doll. Separation, separation, separation. He he is a great receiver in the NFL. I think he's one of the most underrated receivers in he, the NFL. Him and Mike Evans. Yes. Mike's finally starting to get his dues because the guy almost has a hundred touchdowns now. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. But up until this year, he's been so disrespected. He has, he has eleven thousand yards. He's got because he has fourteen thousand, touchdowns this year. I know, but it's like he has a thousand yards each every season, every year. year, and no, everyone's like, "Oh my god!" He literally has never not had a thousand yard Which season. Is insane, and it's been Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tom Brady. Yes, yeah, yeah. But that was that was Tom Brady's end of career, right? And when they had Brady, they brought in A. B. Gronk. Yeah. Godwin was in his prime. Yeah. Like, he had a lot of mouths to feed. Scotty Miller was getting balls. Which I don't Brady loved little Scotty. He did. He did. like Wes Welker. He had a huge play in that NFC Championship against the Packers. But other than that, that's yeah. the highlight of his career. I know, but it's like... That touchdown he had before half, though, remember that? <laughs> it's always like a deep ball, too. Yeah. It is. Wild. But still, I mean, you look at the quarterback play, and you're like, if Mike Evans had even slightly better quarterbacks, what could he even do with them? 100%. Right? 100% agree. So, I, I mean, how much do you think the Chiefs regret not going in on Mike Evans at the deadline? Because at the time, the Bucks had a losing record. They really, after their bye, they started turning things around. But at the time, I thought there could have been a Bucks fire sale. You know, some of those older defensive vets and Mike Evans, nobody wanted them. There wasn't a market for them. They were like, whatever, you know, we're doubling down. And then they started putting some wins together. But if the, if the Chiefs had gotten Mike Evans at the deadline, I think they would have to be the Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, I think that or even D-Hop. I think they should have pursued D-Hop. 100, because then all of a sudden, Rishi Rice is your two. You still have Kelsey, yeah. and then you got— Which I don't understand because D-Hop's on track to have another 1,000-yard season with Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill, which if you watch the Titans' offense, you just question how they win some games because even Will Levis looks terrible. He has one or two good games, but the passing scheme and that offense is terrible. And the fact that he's about to put 1,000 yards with the Titans is— I think impressive yeah. from D-Hop, especially later in his career. And if you put him with Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, you wouldn't be talking about the problems. No, some good running backs, good O-line. like that. All of a sudden, that offense is nasty. Exactly. Also, Cause to he D-Hop. The ball. He's a guy where you'd be like, all right, he's going to catch the ball no matter where it is. I And D-Hop, also to your point on that, he's is Career yards per reception is 13.4. This year, he's averaging almost 16. So he's making plays. He's running hard after he gets a catch, and he has six sneaky touchdowns this yeah. year on a bad offense. So great year for D-Hop. And, yeah, like you said, he's only 60 yards off of 1,000. So he's for sure going to get that. Yeah, and you know what? I, it wouldn't surprise me that the Titans just trade him this offseason. I wouldn't be surprised. So they sign him. They might be able to get a second or third round pick for him. Um. Because realistically, you're paying him a good amount of money for you not to make the playoffs or win any games. Yeah, that's a good I point. I mean, it's just, you're paying him, why might, might as well. They should have moved Henry and D-Hop at the deadline. I think so. Start the rebuild. They moved Bayard. Like, you already sold some big players you, on the you defense. You're all pro safety. Why not just remove the other all pros while you're at it yep. to get more value? Agreed. But they don't even get a first-round pick for their all pro. Agreed. So, I mean, now all of a sudden, compared to two weeks ago, you got the Eagles. Get the, so, two weeks ago, the Eagles were off two blowouts going into Seattle, and San Francisco and Dallas look great. Now, all of a sudden, San Francisco gets dismantled at home. Dallas goes on a two-game losing streak. Prescott comes down to earth. And the Birds, you know, wasn't the prettiest win, but 
you take out a Dallas Goddard tripping, which led to a pick six. I mean, that it wasn't even a terrible throw by Hertz. He literally tripped. If he doesn't trip, it's, he catches out seven-yard play. And then Alameda Zacchaeus hits sticks Boston Scott on a punt return, and they get it on the 15 and score. So there's 14 free points for the Giants. If they don't get those 14 points, all of a sudden it's a 33-11 to 11 game, and we're talking about this game completely differently. Hertz, I mean, other than the pick, which, again, really wasn't his fault, there's been a couple like that this season. There's... There's always a good amount like that. Yeah. So he he had he looked a lot healthier. You could tell it really showed how sick he was last week. And you know what I like? They didn't run a thousand QB draws. He didn't run the ball. Yeah. Which I liked. And Swift had a great game. Swift had a great game. And if you rely more on your running back like you did. Swift, Swift had Swift, I think almost twenty carries, right? Yeah, twenty carries for ninety eight yards. Which that's is what you asked. Two TDs. Yeah, that's what you traded for. Played great. That's what you traded for. Mad respect to Devonta Smith. I think a lot of that, a little bit of that frustration that he was expressing after the game was because he's hurting right now physically. Oh, yeah. And when you're hurting, I mean, you know how it is. You're not going to be in a good mood when you're physically in pain. He was, like we said last week, didn't practice all week. One limited practice played anyway. Devonta said, unless something's broken or torn, I'm playing. End of story. He played, got a touchdown, had a nice game. Standards the standard. Didn't even look like he was injured. No. So, I mean, goes to show you how tough that little dude is. The fact that he's on almost on year three now, another 1,000-yard season, still has never missed a game. I love him. Yeah. Worth the pick completely. And 960 yards in year one with Jalen Hurts having— And he was the wide receiver one. Had wide the receiver one. one corner on him every yeah. every game as a rookie. Yeah, and people forget, like, you talk about Pat Sertain being on him. He had two touchdowns against Pat Sertain in Denver. Yep. Um, just for an idea of people to get who Devontae Smith really is. Um, but other than that, like we were talking about Dallas coming down to earth, but small town, big takes called it like Joe and I called it. We were like, Dallas is going to lose the next two, the next two at Buffalo. They were playing JV and freshman teams at home. That's what happened. And you could argue about what about the Eagles? The Eagles are supposed to be a good team. Yeah. Again, Eagles and Cowboys usually split. Uh, Always the last seven years. Yeah. Like they death taxes and the Eagles and Cowboys splitting. Yeah. Like, the only times, like, the Cowboys beat us twice is when we have backup quarterbacks in. And it's like, all right, Dak, have fun with a backup quarterback. Yep. Um, but it's it's always a split, and you see Dallas choke at the end in the Miami game. We all saw that coming. Now they have Detroit at home in Jerry World. And Joe said this last week, Dallas is going to thump Detroit. And I think – He's completely right because I don't see – like, I think Detroit's a good team. I don't see them making any noise in the playoffs. And they were partying hard last yeah. week, T-shirts and hats, win the division. Yeah, I think that was like, that was like okay, we, we won. I don't think this is going to show how much – I don't know, how, how good their team is, so to say. Like, it's almost like – I think Dallas is a better team than Detroit I'd easily. Agree. And I just think – Dallas at home is just going to prove it rightfully so, especially coming off of two losses. Yeah, there's going to be a sense of urgency there for Dallas, 100%. They, they really need to win that game, and I think they will. Um, but just looking at how things are shaping up and the way the media talks, you would never expect to see the e- – I mean, the over-under on the Eagles this year was 12 wins, Chase. They're about to have 13. They're going to go 13-4. and four. I mean, the Eagles are in a better position right now than the Cowboys. 
and people are talking about the Cowboys like it's their year. Whereas Hertz is second in the league only to Allen. He has 35 total touchdowns. A.J. Brown, 1,400 yards. Everyone's complaining now he's a diva. Well, you, you want Jalen Rager and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside back? Like, we got a stud all-pro receiver. He's got, you know, he, he's a competitor. He wants to win. The standard is the standard. standard That's what, standard. like, these, the players are upset, but so many other teams, fans, everybody would be so happy to be in our situation. Hardest schedule in the league going into this year. Like, it wasn't a surprise. And the fact that we're going to go over our win total, win the division for the second year in a row. Yeah, to me, like, like you said, you're going to win a lot of games and blow a lot of teams last year because of the quarterbacks you faced. Yeah. You faced Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, Jacoby Brissett. You faced those type of quarterbacks, and it's like, of course you're going to blow out those teams. Yep. You have to blow out those teams who are those quarterbacks. If you don't, you face it's Carson Wentz. Like Carson Wentz, yeah. You sack him 11 times. Like, yeah, you you have to do that. Um, this year, you're playing against all pro quarterbacks, pro bowl quarterbacks, quarterbacks who set records. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Super Bowl champs. Super Bowl champs. You're not going to blow out those teams. Those are going to be tight games. And I think people have to realize – the Eagles aren't going to win the same amount of games as they did last year. They're going to lose one more. They're going to lose one more. And to say that this year, and if you said that in the beginning of the season, I think every fan on earth will be thrilled with 13 and 4. Thrilled with 13 and 4. The problem is, people, the Philadelphia media hates Philadelphia yes. more than anyone else on this earth. And it's getting ridiculous. This summer, WIP was like, if we go 11 and 6, I'm thrilled. Now we're about to go 13 and 4, and they're hating, freaking out. I can't stand them. Here's my, here's my problem with all of them. They think. They should play all this, but I just don't think they like. I think they just say that for entertainment because they have nothing else good to talk about on that show. Yep. You have to say what's right, and yes, you want to create controversy, you want to create entertainment, fine, but don't just say wrong things on a show. This team is better than they were last year. Yeah, we've been hurt all year too. Next week, Chase, Avante Maddox, Zach Cunningham, Nicobe Dean, Landon Dickerson coming back. The week after. Give me Darius Slay back. And like Keely Ringo's looking more than legit. That's the thing. Like, As long as you can get all your guys back. And we thought Avante Maddox was going to be out all year with yep. the torn pack. Now he's going to come Shout back. out to him rehabbing hard, That's too. That's awesome. Because I, I do love that. Because I always feel bad for him with his injuries every year, which sucks. Um, but now you're going to get a healthy Eagles team, a fully healthy Eagles team, into the playoffs. That's scary. They're going to be hungry. They're, yep. They, my thing is, all right, it's the regular season. You just have to get there. Get to the playoffs. You can get your two seed. And if the 49ers somehow lose to the Rams in week eight. Somehow. Somehow. Which I is can a see very it. good possibility. I the can Eagles see are going to get a number one seed if they went out. Yeah. Um, which they, they're going to be double-digit favorites in both games. Yeah. So There should be no reason they don't win. And if we see a little Sean, McMitt, Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, little legacy game to close out the season, I think all of us Eagles fans seeing us at the number one seed, even the two seed, are going to be pretty happy. Yeah, because you get the two seed, that means you're not playing San Fran until the NFC chip. Yeah. More time for this team to get healthier, get it right. And I know it was the Giants, but like I said, they got 14. We really held them to 11 points yeah. this week. The defense looked better with the injuries. Eli Rick stepping up. Keely Ringo stepping up. I think we're ready to beat Dallas, and I'm telling you, Dallas will not beat us again, especially in Philadelphia. We will no. beat them. 
they're not going to beat Philly in in Philly. It's it's just not going to happen. Seattle's not coming right Seattle's now. The most likely coming. matchup would be Seattle comes into Philly. They're not coming into Philly and beating us again. No. And I really don't think San Fran will beat us again when it matters. I'm looking at San Fran a little differently now after what the Ravens. I think the Ravens might have shown you the blueprint is play yeah, the middle, they the blueprint. make Purdy throw outside and blitz them. Yeah. So I, I agree. Mean, like right now, Philly's projected to play Seattle, which yeah. I think will happen because LA should win next this week upcoming. They yeah yeah. So I just I think. Seattle's got a somewhat tough matchup in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think LA has a um one against two wins against Seattle or one? Two. Two. They have two wins against Seattle. Yeah, so they and have they the t- blew them. Yeah, they have the tiebreaker there. They so got a better conference record, too. Yeah, so they'll have the sixth seed and then Seattle will have the seventh seed. So then you have second seed Philly at Seattle, and then you'll have Detroit, right? You'll have for one seed plays five and four seed, right? The one will play the seven, or the the one gets a bye, two, seven, and then three will play the six, four, and five play. Yeah, and then one plays the lowest seed. Lowest seed. Because they reseed in football. Gotcha. That's what, yeah. Yeah. NBA, it's just the same. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll see about that. Same with baseball. Yeah. Um, I like reseeding, though, personally. I don't know. People like the brackets, but I I think, I I, I just think that if you earn the one seed, you have the right to play the lowest seed next round. Yeah. That's my only thing. But it's also different in football than baseball and basketball, too. I agree. Yeah, so. it's also a little different. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, as a second seed, I, I don't think I'll be pretty upset with a Seattle revenge game in Philly. I would lo- I'll be licking my chops at yeah. that. I'll be like, That's and I'll tell you, I think we'll be a six-and-a-half-point favorite, even though it's a playoff game. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, I'm feeling great about that. And, yeah, Dallas this week, Detroit, it's just it's a perfect situation for Dallas. They're going to thump Detroit. No, I agree. I just, I just think no one's gonna be able to guard CD in the slot. At no, home. he's gonna have a career day. The Detroit defense is looking vulnerable. Yeah, really yeah, vulnerable. The only like you got Cam Sutton's having an okay year. Brian Branch okay year, and Hutch he's solid. So Hutch is solid. I think Hutch gets a little too much love. I do too. Uh, everyone talks about him. I don't see as much production. And for a second overall pick. I want to see. I need double digit sacks every year. As, I mean, Josh Sweat's doing it, and he was a late round pick in the first. I think he was, well, I don't even think, I think he might have been like a late draft round. I might be wrong on that. I think he was a second or third day guy. He was Sweat, but yeah, he has six and a half sacks and two forced fumbles this year so far, but. Yeah, it's like the same. He went yeah, fourth round, hundred and thirtieth overall in the yeah. twenty eighteen draft. And he's produced last last past two seasons, he's produced ten plus sack seasons. Unreal. And yeah, let me just check Hutch, see how many sacks he has this season. Chase, take a guess. Six. He had loading. Let's see. Six and a half. Six and and a two forced fumbles. Literally, the same as Josh Sweat. Yeah, one less solo tackle. Yeah. So Sweat's giving you the same production. Same production and later draft pick. That's that's my only thing. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying you expect more. It's just like Trevon Walker. For a first. Oh, yeah. A 1-1, one, one, you want so much more production. He doesn't give you production. Like, those type of picks are supposed to be game-changing, are supposed to be franchise-changing picks. But The only benefit of the doubt I'll give to Hutch is just that 
Like they don't have good. a Hassan Reddick on the other side. No, like, no, I think he's good. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. he's bad at all. It's just for a second overall yeah, pick. Yeah, I'm just saying, if I could see double digit sacks a second year, I'd be like, okay, yeah. this guy's legit. Like you, like where he got drafted, you got guys like Miles Garrett, you know? Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. But, no, I think maybe another year if he gets double digit sacks, then I'll be like, oh, it's a great pick. Yeah. yeah maybe he just needs more time. I'm not. Agreed. Agreed. Knocking him. At all. Yeah, and he plays with heart. He loves being a tie or a lion. Excuse me, yeah, Michigan kid. Yeah, yeah. You can see it. that's awesome. So, but yeah, no, I'm expecting a big, big CD Lamb game. I think that's a good call. I, I really and don't know who's guarding Dallas O line. Yeah, they're gonna get Tyron Smith back. That hurt. I mean, Bradley Chubb was he was in Dak's face, People, but no like, Smith. I don't even for how old Tyron Smith is, he is still so valuable to yeah. that Dallas team. Which is, it's almost like a he's like Jason Peters's age, mm-hmm. but. Doing it way better than Peter. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. Has to be. So, you know, I'll tell you what. If Mazzy Smith panned out to be a legit first-round pick for Dallas, that defense would be yeah, it would. a but lot better. A bust. He doesn't even play anymore. He's the biggest bust. Have you seen one Mazzy Smith highlight this year? I think he has, like, three tackles yeah. all year. So, total bust. He started the past two games because their other D-tackle was out for, like, an ankle. Um but he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's he started in two games and he's been healthy the entire season. He's got nine tackles and one sack. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and he's he's played in all fifteen games. Yeah, he's just literally doing nothing. First, yeah, twenty sixth overall pick. You know, he's six three, three hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, he's just a big guy. Yeah, but. Size isn't everything. You gotta have it. Game record. Nope. No. So that hurts. Um they but, miss again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not good for Dallas. But I, I really just think it's the classic Dallas we see every year. Solid regular season. That you know, has some great regular season numbers at home. Loses Second round playoff exit. Second round playoff yep. exit. Not as good on the road. And I'll tell you what, they don't want to see the Buccaneers in the first round. Not in Tampa Bay. They they've embarrassed them. One year with Brady at, you know, it would be almost a revenge and type. Yeah, they'd be at home, but they'd be playing with house money. They'd be the underdog in that game. They'd be like, what do we have to lose? Nothing. They'd be, Baker would be letting it rip to Mike Evans on oh, little yeah. Deron Bland. Yeah. I don't know. I could see that going either way. And Deron Bland got exposed against Miami, too. Waddle went deep on him and Gilmore got just exposed. And I think all you have to do is, like, from other teams is beat them with speed. Don't try to beat them one on one with like out routes or anything like that. Just beat them with speed. Have Devontae Smith run a crosser over the middle. Like when DK has Metcalf, yeah. yeah. Don't try and get too cute. Just don't get too cute. Just simple stuff. They're old. Stephon Gilmore's older. Deron Bland's not a good coverage guy. He's a more pick type guy like Trevon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Expose him. Yep. Yep, and they got solid physical safeties, but they're not lockups in coverage. You don't have a Kyle Hamilton back there, ball hawking so. 100%. But now, keeping it in the realm of Miami, another huge game this week. You got Baltimore coming back home as a three-point favorite over the Miami Dolphins. Miami's coming off their first win against a team with a winning record in last week, beating the Cowboys. Chase, who you got in this one? I got Baltimore. Uh, I think they win this game, coming off a big win. Miami finally beats their first team with the over 500 record. I just, I like Baltimore better in this game. I think they're a better team. 
and especially Miami on the road. They're not as good as a team. They're going to be playing in some cold weather. Uh, I think it would be a little closer game than people expect just because of the offensive plays by Miami. I don't think the only thing that I, and this literally just came up on my phone 15 minutes ago, it's a, to a tongue of Aloha's status changed from healthy to questionable, which I'm sure he will play. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but Waddle's true 50 50 game time decision. Waddle has a high ankle sprain. He's out. I thought he, I saw today's questionable. Oh. Like McDaniel said, there's a chance, but I, it, they yeah. shouldn't play him. They shouldn't. Tyreek Hill will be in. And I just think with that, you know, with Waddle most likely being out, I think that hurts Miami's offense. You're going to lean more on Tyreek Hill. And he's not as healthy as they would like him. So I think Baltimore wins this game. And to be honest, I don't see the Bills are nine and six. Miami would play Buffalo in week 18. Um, I think it would be smart for them to sit there. Guys, I think Miami will still be the two seed because they'll have the better record against strength of schedule unless kansas city wins out yeah but kansas city because kansas city has the head-to-head against miami that's true um also little kyle hamilton update he has a grade one mcl sprain harbaugh said it's not serious there's a chance he plays this week yeah which which is great to see yeah he's one of my favorite young players it would be smart to set him though yeah you have- although it, this week in particular you just could really use him but yeah, yeah you don't yeah. want to mess around with that. Yeah, because say you win this game without them, then you sit everyone next week because you have the one seed locked up. Yeah. This is the only week. If you lose to Miami, then it's a toss-up. And next week, the Ravens play the Steelers. Yes. Which, and that's a game where you want to sit your boys because the Steelers, they play physical. It's divisional team. And they already lost to the Steelers once. You, yeah, you don't want to see an injury. No. You know, it's the last thing. It'd be nice if they could sit Lamar that week. It would be. So, but I do like Baltimore over Miami this week. Me too. That's actually my personal lock of the week is Baltimore minus three over Miami. I just think Baltimore's such a physical team that defense flies around, best defense in the league in most statistical categories. And like Patrick, Patrick Queen fired me up when I heard that clip on his podcast. He was like, Yeah, they can, you know, my ball, Miami, they can do their whole motion, deception, disguise looks. We're going to go hit them in the mouth. Yeah. And, yeah. That's how Baltimore comes. They got some dogs on that defense. They're playing tough. Rocky Sin having a real underrated season. Everyone was freaking out when Marcus Peters left. I haven't heard his name once all year. And now he got cut from. He's done. Not cut. He got released from the Raiders. Yeah, he's a head. He's case. just. He's a head. I think he's the CTE's kicking in a little. Yeah, his best years are probably on the Chiefs way back when. Chiefs and Rams. He was good. Yeah. Real good. And then he had like one year in Baltimore when he first got there. Yeah. But Marlon was always the one. Yeah. So Marlon Humphrey just hits. I love him. He's just dog. he's a poor man's Jalen Ramsey for me. Yeah, he's a dog. For sure, for sure. But um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, and I I do think Baltimore clinches the one seed this week. Actually, the line just moved. Oh well, we're on the podcast at two minus three and a half. So I locked it in at minus three. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Still like him at a minus three and a half, but yeah, still my lock of the week is Baltimore. I just I wouldn't mess around, take the money line, maybe an alternate spread of like minus two and a half because it could be a three point game. Yeah, and for my lock of the week, I love Dallas minus seven. Um, I think they're just gonna blow. Did it out. move to seven? I'm seeing six on FanDuel. 
I'm just which saying, is even that's, better. I'm just saying my spread. Okay, I, I like they that. They win by a touchdown. I think they're gonna thump Detroit. They're seven and zero at home. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna just. And Dak was ten and one after coming off a loss, so I just think they're gonna thump Detroit. It's gonna be a legacy game at home. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, Cowboys are bad. It's already sold out, Jerry World. It's but gonna be loud. Everyone knows Dallas will win, but choke in the playoffs. Yeah, I see it. And then the mutual small town big takes lock this week is, and this is one of the most confusing lines I've seen in a while. I had to lock it in while it's still there. Rams minus four and a half versus the Giants. The Rams played on Thursday night, put up 30 on the Saints. They've now in their last five games put up 30, 28, 31, 36, and 37. The Giants are on a short week. They played the Eagles in a physical game on Monday, late Monday at 4.30. The Giants are officially eliminated now. They're in... They have QB nightmares. They're starting maybe DeVito, maybe Tyrod Taylor. No, they're starting Tyrod Taylor. They're rolling him out. Okay, they're starting Taylor. McVay, you're giving him extra time. Kyron Williams, only Tyreek Hill and CMC average more yards per game than Kyron Williams when he plays. Cup and Nakua are unguardable. I don't get this line. I think it could easily be a Rams blowout. Sure, they're going into MetLife, whatever. Yeah, that's not a big deal. No. Long, the long week is what really baffles me for this line. Like The fact that they played on a Thursday, they're getting 10 days rest, and the Giants are getting six days rest, playing on a, late on a Monday night. Oh, yeah. So it makes no sense. Rams were locking it in. And if the Rams win this week, they probably clinch a playoff spot because they have the tiebreaker over Seattle with the two head-to-head wins and better conference records. So Rams minus four, small town big takes lock of the week. And then Chase, one more thing to talk about is just our old defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, and his Arizona Cardinals are coming into the link as an 11-point dog. How you feeling? I mean, the Eagles should blow the Cardinals out. Yes, they have Kyler Murray back and everything, but they should blow this team out. They are not a good team. You expose Gannon's defense that everyone disliked last year um, and the previous year. I think you just show Gannon that for the tampering to go to Arizona, not focusing on the Super Bowl, like just take it to him. You have no reason not to. Expose him, make him embarrassed, make him one of the worst teams in the NFL so you have a chance to just continue to do that and just annihilate him on Sunday and think that's what you need to do. 100%. I'm going to go out and say it's going to be a 200-plus yard rushing game. The Bears last week just put up 250 on the ground on them with Khalil Herbert and Fields going for over 100 each. Fields had 97, but, you know, just about. And each had a touchdown too. So I think we're going to be able to run right down their throat. They got nothing to play for. Those guys are just trying to avoid an injury, get to finish out the season. And honestly, they'll rather lose and get a higher pick. For sure. Honestly. Yeah, they're eyeing up Marvin Harrison Jr. and those those quarterbacks. Yeah. So, you know, the Cardinals, nothing for. they've been eliminated for a while now. Not a ton to talk about here. The only We'll have a lot to talk about if the Eagles lose. Oh, yeah. But should handle business, 11-point favorite. You know, I'm not going to say take the spread. That's, I, I hate taking big numbers like that. But I know. I, it's always concerning. It's always hard. It should be a safe pick. It should be. But I'm not going to go put anything serious on it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, so it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Nick Sirianni said it's it's all love between him and Gannon, but he said he wants him to feel so uncomfortable that he never comes back into Philadelphia, even to get stuff from his old house. That's so, pretty good. Yeah, I love that. I love it. And excuse my language, but Josh Sweat said he wants to whoop that ass this week. Yeah. So. Team's fired up, you know, familiar face coming into the link. I love it. 
it's it's time to roll. These are the last two weeks to get ready. Hertz and wants to make a statement. This is a statement these last two weeks where it's like, hey. Hertz knows that defense, you know? Yeah. He was going up against that defense for two years in practice. Yeah, so I think this is where you say, okay, we're going to win these two games. We're going to have two blowout games, and we're going to be ready to take on a team in the playoffs, and we're going to prove to everyone we're still a Super Bowl team. Absolutely. Yeah, stay selling that Eagles stock. Small Town Big Takes is buying we're it. Buying. We're buying. Eagles, to, we're still feel good about the bowl. We're, we're still we tied for third in Super Bowl odds, which I think is so disrespectful. Yeah. But we're tied with Miami and Kansas City, who we both beat. Yep. And then San Francisco somehow is the odds-off favorite at plus 240, whereas the Ravens just thumped them. They're only at plus 400. Second. I think it yeah, should I mean, be. the Chiefs are losing to the Raiders, and we're tied with them. Yeah. My Super Bowl odds would be Ravens plus 250, Eagles plus 350, Chiefs, Niners, probably at like plus 500. I would put... I would go. I'm just giving Mahomes respect there. That's it. Yeah, I would go Baltimore, favorite Philly, and then Niners like by fifty, like behind them, like just right there, neck and neck. Yeah, yeah. I do think it will be tough for Baltimore to beat the Niners twice, but I could. I, it won't surprise me just because Purdy can't handle that defense. Yeah. But if Shanahan has a master class and he runs the ball forty times, Elijah Mitchell, CMC. Uh, what's the uh, Turian Prince something, yeah, or uh, like Davis Price, I think. Yeah, like Turian Davis Price. He's got some, he's explosive. So, yeah. yeah, they would just have, and put Debo in the backfield, just literally pound the rock, and maybe you could scrape out with a win. Yeah. If your defense balls. but They would have to. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that concludes episode 42, Game Managers versus Game Changers. We'll catch you next time for next week. Hopefully, talking about a huge Eagles win going into Week 18 and maybe securing a one seed. That's it for Small Town Big Takes. We'll see you next time.